I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 156. Why did so many people vote for Trump? Well, you can consider this episode of Light On, Light Through the flip side of the previous episode, which I did just a few days ago, in which I said Trump's defeat and Joe Biden's victory represents truth winning in the marketplace of ideas. But that doesn't really address or answer the question of why so many people nonetheless did vote for Donald Trump. Joe Biden is now leading by close to 5 million votes. He'll probably get more votes. The counting is still going on. But in the end, Donald Trump will get more than 70 million votes in this 2020 election here in the United States. And that's more than he got in 2016. Fortunately for people who value democracy, and that certainly includes me, more people voted for Joe Biden in the right states, given our electoral college here, which will result in Joe Biden taking office as president. Whatever Trump and his associates might say to the contrary on January 20th, 2021. But that still leaves us with the question of what was the motive of those 70 million people? Now, presumably, some people who voted for Trump in 2016 realized what a mistake that was and voted for Joe Biden this time. And some of the people who voted for Trump were new voters who just didn't vote at all. So the question really is, of the people who voted for Trump in 2020, how many people were repeating what they did in 2016? And how many people were voting for the first time when they voted for Trump? I don't know if there have been any surveys that addressed that question. Certainly is an interesting question. Because I think there is a difference between why people voted for Trump in 2016, when they knew he was a clown to some extent, when they knew he had no political experience, and what we now know about Trump in 2020, how he so badly mishandled the coronavirus pandemic, the way he separated parents from children. I mean, the last I heard, the number has just been updated. There are over 600 children, many of them babies, along the southern border of the United States that still have not been reunited with their parents. I mean, that's a major atrocity, a major assault against humanity. So some portion of those 70 million people knew that when they voted for Trump in 2020. No one knew that he would do that for a fact in 2016. And probably the main reason that people voted for Trump in 2016 is precisely because he wasn't a politician. He was a celebrity. People felt they knew him and they were comfortable with him. By the way, Hillary obviously did win the popular vote in 2016 also, 
So Trump lost then as well, but as we also know, he won the Electoral College vote. But in 2020, there has to be more. There had to have been more than just Trump is a celebrity, we like him, we love him, we're sick and tired of conventional politicians, let's take a chance on Trump. There had to have been a deep root of support for Trump in the United States that built up and was ratified in the past four years. And for want of a better word, I would consider that deep root to be one of fascism. And I know sometimes people get upset when you throw a word like that around because Adolf Hitler, the Nazi, was a fascist. Benito Mussolini was a fascist. Juan Perón and his wife, Evita Perón, they were fascists. So, you know, fascists are by and large not good people, and they do do a lot of damage. Even though if you saw the musical Evita, she certainly had a wonderful voice. The real Eva Perón, I have no idea whether she was able to sing or not. And back in 1941... A psychologist by the name of Eric Fromm wrote a book that was published called Escape from Freedom. And Fromm was a Freudian psychologist. I read that book when I was a psych major at City College in the early 1960s. And I was always very impressed with the thesis of that book. Because Fromm asked, what happened in Germany? What, what happened in Italy? I mean, these were two very advanced countries, literate populations. You can't just ascribe the election of Hitler to office, and it happened twice in the Weimar Republic in Germany in the early 1930s, as the stupidity of the German people. It's something deeper than that. It's something more than that. It's something worse than that, something we call fascism something which traffics in lies, has no interest in truth, something which demonizes individuals and groups of people, something that can't admit to anything being done wrong, nothing that can be done wrong by the fascist. It's always someone else. And from the psychologist identify those impulses as something that children have. That, if you think about it, kids don't care all that much about reality versus fantasy. You know, both are fine. I mean, that's very benign and even healthy among children. But not so much when it's there in adults. And kids have trouble accepting responsibility for things that they did wrong. Part of growing up is realizing you might make a mistake, you might do something wrong. Donald Trump never apologizes. Donald Trump is that kind of fascist. And what Eric Fromm was saying in 1941, I'm sorry to say, applies to many Americans, at least 70 million of them, right now. They don't want to grow up either. They just want a leader who, like a parent, 
tells them what to do, and you don't have to question whether or not what the parent is saying is true or not. And Fromm wasn't talking about teenagers who, of course, question their parents all the time. Fromm was talking about much younger children, the mentality of younger children who just accept everything their parents say. And Fromm's point is that many adults, all too many adults, want that relationship in their political leaders when they become adults because it's much easier accepting something wrong if you didn't have any part in making that wrong. If somebody else is taking the responsibility for everything you did. And that includes wishing away genuine threats like the coronavirus pandemic. It's much more comforting to just think, hey, it's no big deal. I can walk through this pandemic. I don't need to wear a mask. I don't have to practice social distancing. I don't need to keep out of restaurants and bowling alleys and movie theaters, whatever it is I used to do before the pandemic. It's much easier saying, hey, I I don't have to do that. And why don't I have to do that? Well, because my leader, my president, Donald Trump, my parent, says it's okay for me to do that. So I'm sure that in the weeks and months and years to come, there'll be many analyses of why so many people voted for Donald Trump in 2020. And I'll tell you one thing. I think we're not out of the woods yet. I think Joe Biden will be a great president and Kamala Harris a great vice president. And I hope the Democrats are reelected in 2024. But Trumpism... This American kind of fascism that we here in the United States of America have just experienced, that's not going anywhere. The best we can hope for is it'll go under the surface and recede, and in the future we'll be able to keep it down more effectively than we have this time. The Light on Light Through podcast. Well, I hope you found that little lecture of value. I'll be back here soon with another episode of Light On, Light Through. Might be political, might be a review of some great science fiction series or movie that's streaming somewhere. Either way, stay safe, stay well, and enjoy. Athens, 2042 A.D. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left, again, into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com.
about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries. 